This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. Say good morning to everyone. Certainly good to see everyone here this morning. We have a lot of visitors and we're so thankful we are here and we're glad that you're here this morning for your visitor and we hope that you are edified and uplifted from being here and you come back at any opportunity that you have. Um, a little distracted this morning. Uh, we were expecting our kids and grandkids for supper tonight and we found out that they're going to be at the house for lunch at one o'clock. <laughs> So my wife said that she hoped the preacher wasn't long-winded this morning. So I <clears throat> hope he's not either. Um, Dalton tortured us all week before last when he was up there on vacation with sending us pictures of all the grandkids while he was up there amongst them and everything. And so our arms are aching to hold them when they get here. So anyway, Cindy uh, was not here this morning because she was expecting to fix them supper, not lunch. She wasn't prepared. So... Uh, when they get here this evening and she'll participate in taking communion with them at the house this evening when, when we offer that to them. <clears throat> Has anybody ever seen a Walt Disney movie called The Jungle Book, the original one? The original Jungle Book. Well, it looks like maybe a quarter of the audience has seen it. So, Well, there was this Walt Disney movie from way back decades ago and uh, in that particular movie um, there was a snake, and uh, an actor by the name of Sterling, I believe his last name was, did a really good job playing that character to try to trick Mogul, Mowgli into uh, trusting him. And uh, Mowgli fell captive to the snake's lies um, and came real close to to ending up as lunch for the snake. That snake was very good at what he did, and I was lying. And I thought it was a pretty good portrayal of, of Satan, Lucifer. Uh, from the very beginning, he has always kind of been represented as a snake. He, his first time that he uh, had a victim, he approached him as a, as a snake, and that was in the Garden of Eden. So this morning, we want to talk about this snake, Satan, and uh, ten of his lies, real whoppers. And it's kind of been pretty difficult for me to, to, to talk on this because Satan wants you to hear his lies and believe his lies and trust him, but he doesn't want you to talk about it, and he wants you to be uncomfortable talking about his lies. Um, to other people. Uh, he just wants you to accept it, believe it, swallow it hook, line, and sinker, and be led astray. But don't talk about it. Don't, don't point out that it's a lie. That's what Satan does not want you and I to do is to recognize his lies for what they are. And so it makes it very uncomfortable to talk about some of his lies. So this morning we're going to try to overcome some of that and we're going to talk about at least 10 
of his many lies this morning. In the gospel, Jesus called Satan the father of lies. And from the beginning of mankind until the present, Satan has been lying to mankind in order to destroy us and keep us from eternal life with, with God. Our first ancestors fell victim to a lie of Lucifer and became, and because of their fall, all humanity fell under the influence of the devil. Jesus came to earth to break Satan's power over us. Jesus referred to himself as the light of the world and as the truth. He wants to deliver humanity out of the spiritual darkness and deception in which Satan has mankind trapped. A spiritual battle rages between Jesus and Satan for the souls of men. The weapons of Satan are his numerous lies. The weapon of Jesus is the truth of his word. He said that the truths he taught were a solid and unshakable foundation in a world of shifting and sinking sand. Now this spiritual battle that rages between Jesus and Satan for the souls of men, Satan has perfected in these last days to where a few decades ago, he pretty much it, he concentrated on, on hitting, hitting the youth about the college level. And his goal was to, to have them uh, believe in his lies by the time they graduated from college. And he was successful in that overall. And so he got a little more aggressive and then he started trying to capture the hearts and souls of the youth by the time they graduated high school. And he did a pretty good job and was successful in that. So he got a little more aggressive until today, in present time, his goal is to capture their hearts and souls before they get out of elementary school. And now, because to counteract Satan's goal in that endeavor, homeschooling is more popular than ever. Well, Satan's smart enough to realize what's going on. And so he's moving very quickly to even uh, capture the hearts and minds of children that are not in public education through devices such as smartphones and smart televisions and many other things. Uh, I heard on the radio this week the unbelievable statistic that the majority of children are receiving smartphones at the age of 10. And that just boggles my mind. And Satan, he just is very, very good at what he does. I saw a quote this morning in the stand that I received. Uh, and it said, Satan's, Satan's woke warriors are waging all-out war for the hearts and minds of the nation's children via media, schools, via media, schools, colleges, and the courts. And that was by Linda Harvey from Mission America. And I read that this morning and I thought it was very applicable to what we're going to look at this morning. As we turn to our first scripture I want to look at this morning in John chapter 8, verse 44, I want to say that um, 
if you're plugged into the culture war that's raging, you're probably aware of what uh, what the Disney Corporation that used to put out half-decent stuff like the Jungle Book has turned into now. And uh, kind of is what uh, got me started thinking along the lines of this lesson. Um, it's very disgusting what Walt Disney Company has turned into. And they have been completely took over by Satan and his, his minions. And uh, got me thinking, you know, uh, about all the youth that we have here in our audience, about my grandchildren, and about our youth here. The question that I have is, how many of our children and our grandchildren, if not ourselves, if we're not careful, are going to fall victim to Satan and his lies? Our family's souls and our souls are on the line because that's what Satan's after. And I wonder, did I do enough raising my kids that they would take the truth of the gospel and embrace it for themselves and defeat Satan and inherit the eternal life? <clears throat> John chapter 8, verse 44. I'm going to be using an app this morning to speed this along if it, if it works well. I had that verse already pulled up and it, it disappeared. So we'll, we'll go to it right back real quick. John chapter 8, verse 44. says ye are of your father the devil and the lust of your father ye will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it now what's this mean when it says that he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth well, he started off lying. And then the very first person that was born on this earth became a murderer. Very first person that was born on this planet was a murderer. Murdered his brother, cold blood, for no good reason whatsoever. In 1 Peter chapter 5, And verse 8. The Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking, seeking whom he may devour. Now young people, that is honest truth. That's not just a hyperbole or a symbolism of words or word salad or whatever you want to think. That's the truth. My kids was telling me last night that uh, they saw somewhere on a, on a, a video uh, this little bitty toddler uh, standing at a zoo in front of protective glass and in front of a lion, I mean a, a tiger and lion exhibit. I can't remember if it was tiger or lion, but anyway, it was a big cat exhibit. And this little toddler was getting his picture taken by somebody standing in front of it. And then all of a sudden, right behind this little bitty 
toddler was this huge cat, tiger, lion, just just scratching the glass and had just pounced on this little kid. And the only thing that saved the little kid was the big thick glass. But that that tiger, we'll call it a tiger, I think it was a tiger, was stalking that kid unbeknownst to the the parent and the child and then just all of a sudden just splatted up against that glass and was clawing the glass and was just trying to get that child. Well, Satan is that tiger. And he wants our children. And he wants them badly. And he wants to devour them. And that's his mission today in 2022. And he's been very successful at it. The, I don't remember now what they said, but the rate of children that are gr- brought up in the church and who stay in the church and accept the faith for themselves is depressingly low. Depressingly low. Line number one that we want to look at real quickly. Satan says that God did not create all things. Satan says that God did not create all things, children. He wants you to believe that. The Bible says in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Now where the problem lies is if you don't believe with all of your heart, soul, and might that this is the absolute truth, then you've got problems right off the bat. Because it's this and this word against Satan's lies. And that's the only two there is. There's either the truth, absolute truth, or there's Satan lies. So you've got to pick one. And Satan wants you to pick his lies and ignore this. But this says, God created the heaven and the earth. Believe it. In Job chapter 38, Job chapter 38 Verses 1 through 6 says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. Where was thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? And who laid the cornerstone thereof? So God asked Job these questions. Can you tell me who made all this? Who, 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 who made the world the way it is? Who surveyed it? And he goes on and says, who, who told the oceans where to stop? Where the waves could come and stop? God did. Proverbs chapter 16. Oh, the, uh, I'll try to remember some of the things, commentary that I want to share on some of these. Satan 
will try to convince you that the sea levels are controlled by humans and the more we use combustion engines and hairspray it's going to change the level of those seas and how hot the and how hot the air is god's in total charge of all that we can't change humans cannot change how far the oceans come up on the beach but satan is going to get you and convince many people to believe that in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 4 it says the Lord hath made all things for himself yea even the wicked for the day of evil the Lord hath made all things for himself even the wicked for the day of evil and I appreciate both Dwayne and Brian's prayers on my behalf but brother Brian in his prayer he mentioned what God has planned for Satan and everyone who believes his lies and oh, what a glorious day that's going to be when he gets his reward for all these lives. Colossians chapter 1. And verse 16. Colossians 1 and verse 16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And one more, John chapter 1. Just the icing on the cake to dispute this claim of Satan's that God did not create all things. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 says... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus is the Word. And he was there in the very beginning and he created all things. So, with just a few scriptures we've shared this morning, we can debunk that whopper of Satan's that God did not create all things. He did. Another whopper of Satan's. Satan says that there is no absolute truth. That truth is relative. Jason, your truth can be your truth and it's just fine and I can have my truth and we can all have our own truth and you better respect it and don't talk about anybody else's truth. That's their truth and they're entitled to it. That's what Satan wants you to believe. Is that truth is relative and everybody can have their own truth. There is an absolute truth, and we're going to find out what it is right now. John chapter 14, verse 6. John 14, verse 6.
says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. With just that one verse, we can debunk that lie from Satan right there. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 and 18. Hebrews 6, 17 and 18. The word says, Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. So we find right here that it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. It means it can't happen. That's the exact opposite of Satan. Satan's all about lying. God cannot do it. It cannot happen. He will not, he has not, and he never will. God is absolute truth. In 2 Timothy, Three and sixteen. The scriptures say, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So all of this scripture that we have, it says that it was given by inspiration of God. Yes, he had men write it down. Just like we can say that the Apostle Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament. That's true. But it's just as true to say that God wrote it through inspiration. The Holy Writ is God's absolute truth. John 8.32 Just a couple more to debunk this lie of Satan's. John 8 Verse 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? What will the truth make you free from? Satan's lies, and his deception, and his imprisonment. Set you free from the pending doom that is going to befall upon Satan and everyone who believes his lies. Last but not least, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. It has been proven time and time again from the very beginning of there being written word that that is true. That God's word is powerful. It, it controls many, many outcomes and many things have been decided just because of His Word. And the most important thing that has been decided from His Word is people choosing to live forever with Jesus Christ or not to. There is absolute truth. Don't believe Satan when he says there's no absolute truth, that truth is relative. There is absolute truth and it's God's Word. Don't ever forget it. Third lie that we want to look at of Satan's whoppers is that Satan says there is more than just male and female. He's really on a kick with this these days. Satan says that there is more than just a male and a female. What does the Word say? What does God say? In Genesis chapter 1, in verse 26 and 28, 26 through 28, God said, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. We don't need to read any other scriptures in God's Word to debunk that lie that Satan is having a heyday with today. Male and female created he them. And those two can reproduce and reprocreate the entire earth. And it's worked really well for thousands of years. There is no other way. I don't care what Satan tells you, and he will, that there's 70 plus other different creations there is not there is male and female and there's no other way for the earth to be replenished than that right there that's the way God made it that's the way he designed it that's the way it is but Satan wants you to believe otherwise don't listen to that lie there is male and female period another one of Satan's lies is that Satan says that marriage can be anything you want it to be. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, verses 3 through 5. The Word says, the absolute truth says, The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that, which, that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, 
and said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Jesus right there totally debunks this lie of Satan. Male and female, they get married and start a family. Genesis chapter 2 verses 20 through 24 right from the very beginning Genesis chapter 2 verse 20 says saying arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel for they are dead which sought the young child's life well it tricked me give me one second I told it Genesis and it decided to go to Matthew Genesis 2 Verses 20. I'm a high-tech dude, as you can tell. Alright, did it again. I don't know why. Genesis chapter 2. Alright, here we go. Genesis 2, 20-24. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found any help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh." There's marriage. God created marriage and He made a beautiful thing. And Satan, like so many, he wants to totally flip-flop and change everything that God made to be pure and holy and good. Satan, his whole goal is to flip everything upside down and to get people to believe it and go along with it. Well, don't believe it. Marriage is not anything you want it to be. Marriage is between a Male and a female, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. Period. That's the absolute truth. Whopper number five. Satan says, oh, by the way, I was just going to tell you, from what I could tell, looking at all the examples very quickly of an overview of all the marriages recorded in God's Word from front to back, they're all between a male and a female, man and a woman, husband and a wife. There's no, any, no other example of any type of marriage in God's Word. All right, number five. Satan says that children who are not wanted are not children. Let me read that to you again because this is another one of his hot buttons right now. Satan says that children who are not wanted are not children. They're just trash. Be discarded. And man, there's a lot of people that are believing that lie today. Unfortunately. It's sad. It's horrible. Psalms, go with me to Psalms. Or just let me read it however you want to do it. Psalms chapter 139. Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16 says for 
For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. I want to add this footnote right quick. I'm reading out of the King James Version because of tender ears. But if you've got some older kids, teens or whatever, you feel comfortable, parents, you might want to read some of these scriptures to your older children in a different flat, plain out English. So they get a real good understanding of what we're talking about. Okay? Because it's important. For Satan does not want us to discuss some of these things with our children. To just ignore it. And he'll take care of it for you. I assure you, I've fallen victim to that. And I regret it. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 5. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. So we see here, once again, child children are developed in the womb of a woman intentionally. God created it that way. Isaiah 49. Isaiah chapter 49. We'll read the first five verses. Isaiah 49 verse 1. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken ye people from afar. The Lord hath called me from the womb... From the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand hath he hid me. And made me a polished shaft in his quiver hath he hid me. And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. I understand, children especially, that it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the thought of the Creator God being able to see us, being formed all Eight billion plus of us at the same time. But he can. He has that ability. He knows the hair on the head. Some of them are easier to count than others. Of every person on this planet. He said so. He knows how many stars he created in the, in the galaxies. In the universe. 
He has that ability. We don't. We can't hardly even comprehend that. Some of us almost have to take our shoes off to count to 20. God doesn't have those problems. God knows and sees every single child and it doesn't matter how old they are. If they're a few moments, a few months, it doesn't matter. He can see them and they're fearfully and wonderfully made. Period. They're not trash to be discarded. Satan wants you to believe that children who are not wanted are not children at all. Don't believe it. Satan is drunk today on the blood of unwanted children. Line number six. Satan says that families are not important and that fathers and mothers are not to be honored. Satan says that families are not important and that fathers and mothers are not to be honored. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. <clears throat> now, I'm not the oldest person in the room. There's two, possibly three others that are older than me. But yesterday I was a child. And I'm here to tell you that that ain't easy to do, kids. It is not easy to obey your parents and to honor your father and mother because some of us had a really hard time with that. I regret to say. We failed in that. But that's what God wants you to do. But Satan doesn't want you to do it. And he's really successful and always has been at getting you to not obey your parents and to not honor your father and mother. And today, they say that everything has happened before in times past and that what goes around comes around. But I wasn't there. I've only been here 50 years. But in my 50 years, or so on this earth. I don't know if I'm 50 or 51. I can't remember right at the moment. But anyway, I quit counting. Who cares? In the time that I, the five decades that I've been here, I'm telling you, every day it becomes more and more obvious that we have the most rude, crude, and socially unacceptable youth ever in general out in the world. I mean... There is no such thing anymore of politeness from, from children to their elders. Uh, opening the door. How can I help you? Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. This ain't being taught anymore. It is politically incorrect. It is 
yesterday. It's old-fashioned, and you will be laughed at if you're a kid today, and you have good manners, and you honor your mother and your father, you respect your elders, and you obey your parents. You will be ridiculed. It is unpopular. Satan has made that what it is. And it's a shame. Parents, we've got to combat all of these lies of Satan and teach our children to know better and to teach them in such a way that they want to obey us and honor their fathers and mothers. And that's the hard part for the parents. And that's very difficult, I know. Colossians chapter 3. Just a couple more on this. Colossians 3, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. There again. It pleases the Lord, but it's just many things of living a Christian life that can be a, 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 a cross to bear. It's hard. But it's a mental decision to do what's right versus what's wrong. And the sooner, the younger we learn to do what's right no matter what, no matter how bad we want to or don't want to. And I know, because I used to use it as an excuse as well, my parents didn't earn my respect. So I'm not going to respect and honor them. Well, God didn't say to us when we were children or if you're a child now, God didn't say if they earned your honor and respect to do it. He just said do it. And that's very difficult, kids. But please do it. And I'll tell you why. In 2 Timothy verse, chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, here's why it's so important to defeat Satan on this, on this right here. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. This, is, this was not the verse I thought it was going to be. The verse that I thought it was going to be, that I evidently failed to get in here, was that there's a promise to children that obey their parents, or we already read it and I just forgot already, that you'll live long on the earth. You'll... you'll it's just a promise to kids. Now, there may be other reasons why you don't live long on the earth, but it's a promise that sometimes it's hard to understand because we, we see or have known children that obeyed their parents or seem to have or whatever, and they didn't live very long. But there's other circumstances that happen in people's life that may have been a factor that played into that early death of someone. It's not guaranteed. It just, it's a promise that if you do that, and other things don't supersede it, it's a promise. 
Children are being taught that they don't have to respect, honor, or mind anyone. Children are being taught today that you can go to school and be a totally different person. Your parents don't have to know about it. You can have a change of clothes at school that your parents don't need to know about. They wouldn't agree with you wearing. You can come there and do wear whatever, act however you want to at school, and it's okay. Uh, you, can, you can come to school and, and it's okay if your parents don't know about the shot we're going to give you or the stuff we're going to teach you. You don't have to go home and tell them and it's okay. And you don't have to pay attention to what your mother and father tell you because we know better. Satan knows better. Then you do what's good for your kids. That's what Satan wants you to believe. And he's being very successful with that today. So, Satan's lie is that families are not important and that fathers and mothers are not to be honored. God says to honor your father and your mother and that families are important. And that's why for the last several decades, Satan has worked so hard to totally destroy the family traditional nucleus of the family that God created from the very beginning. Satan says, line number seven, Satan says that God doesn't get all the power and glory. Satan says that God doesn't get all the power and the glory. In Psalms 148, forever to get to chapter 148 Psalms 148 verse 13 let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent his glory is above the earth and heaven God does get all the power and the glory all of it also in Psalms 115. This is a short chapter and the whole thing talks about it. Psalms 115 says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. Talking about these fake idols, these false gods that man has made over time. They have hands, but they handle not. They have feet, have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord God, the creator of the universe, He is real. He hears. He sees. He's alive. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. 
The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed for the Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. The Lord gets all the power, all the glory, all the praise. All of it. In 1 Corinthians... Verse, chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. All day long, every day, whatever we're doing, we need to give God the praise and the glory for it. And that's hard to remember. In a society where it's all about us, me, myself, and I, and nobody else. It should all be to the glory of God. Everything that we do, whatever we find our hands to do, whatever whatever we receive, that's why we give thanks for the food we eat. Most time it's out of a habit, but it's to give God the glory for every little thing because we're supposed to. He gets it all, all the glory. First Peter chapter four. First Peter four. 11 through 16. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory, the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. God's saying, don't ever find yourself in a situation where you've made the decision to kill or steal or murder, be an evildoer or a busybodder, or you know, get get those accusations against you as a Christian. But guess what? It's okay to be accused of being a Christian. And today, quicker than is, it seems possible, right here in the good old United States of America, guess who's becoming the bad guy? The bad people. Christians. We've got the biggest bullseye on us, and, and it's getting bigger every day because Satan has slowly, over, over time, has gradually swung until 
the bullseye is not on him and all of his lies. It's on the truth. And Christians, the followers of the truth. So children, I'm sorry to tell you, but there are rough times coming. I don't see it getting better before it gets worse. And you're going to have to reach down deep inside yourself and make the decision ahead of time that when people make fun of you for being a Christian or make the word Christian a disgusting, bad thing, God said to count it all joy. Wear it as a badge of honor to be named as a Christian no matter how bad it gets. The reward will be worth it because as Satan, as Brian mentioned in his prayer, there is a day coming when Satan is going to lose this battle and all of his lies are going to be exposed and everybody that followed him, they're going to go down to the pit with him. And Jesus and all the people that believed him and his truth and his word and stood with him we get to live in peace and joy with Him forever as the ages roll by. That's the goal. That's what we have to look forward to. If you get time, go read Jude chapter 1, 17-25. Satan says there are many paths to heaven. Satan says there are many paths to heaven. John 14 and 6 John 14 and 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's it. That settles it. That debunks Satan's lie that there are many paths to heaven. Jesus said it. Believe it. He's the only way. Go read Acts 4 and 12. Hebrews 13 and 8. Along with what we just read, John 14 and 6. But that settles it right there. Jesus said it. Believe it. Enough said. That's a lie from Satan. There's no other way. Never has been and never will be. That's why He died on the cross. We're going to remember that here in a minute. For His blood, not anybody else's blood, covers our sin. His Satan says, parents, let everyone else raise your children. Satan says, parents, let everyone else raise your children. Satan does not want parents raising their children. He wants to raise them with any other means possible but that. Because who, in most cases, has the best interests of their children at their heart? Parents. Ephesians 6 Verse 4. And it is so easy to fall as a parent into the trap of letting other things and other people raise your children. Ephesians 6 and 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. The role of us fathers. Hi, Father. Father Phil. Is to bring up our children in the nurture and admission of the Lord. And oh, how easy that is. 
to get caught up in our own desires, our own hobbies, our own interests, instead of doing what the Lord told us to do as fathers. And oh, Satan is rejoicing over the fact that fathers who all the way through the Bible and up until recent times have been portrayed as warriors, head of household, providers, protectors, men. Satan now has given fathers the image of puny, weak, gutless wimps. That is the that is what portray is portrayed to society today of most fathers. And people are believing that lie of Satan. And it's just unbelievable. When when I was a kid growing up, I mean I grew up in the era of the Marlboro man, John Wayne. And man, as a kid, you wanted to dress like them, you wanted to act like them. And you better not get caught with the Marlboros though, but uh but man, you, you sure enough better swagger around and look like a real tough hombre because that was cool back then, not nowadays. Not nowadays. You better not act like a man or you're going to be humiliated, made fun of. Hollywood's making sure of it. And who owns Hollywood? Satan. Just a couple more. Proverbs. Proverbs 13. And verse 24. Proverbs 13 and 24. It just simply says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him be times. Man, I heard this so much when I was growing up and witnessed it experienced it. Now, unfortunately, there's a difference between um, abusing your children and, and spanking your children. Um, unfortunately, my wife and I, our, our dads, in our opinion, they had a little bit of a miscrude conception of what spanking was. Um, but Satan has got Society believing that you don't need to spank your kids. You don't. You you spare that rod. I mean, I hardly ever seen anybody get spanked anymore. My own kids. I mean, I mean, spanking is almost obsolete. Spanking is almost obsolete because it. The whole world has believed Satan's lie that it ain't necessary. That there's a better way to raise your kids than. Line number 10. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and Proverbs chapter 22 also have some very good scriptures about parents raising up their children in the nurture and admission of the Lord, doing it theirself. There's a great promise and reward for doing that and taking it serious and actually doing it. Having the discipline, that's it, self-discipline to do it. Alright, line number 10. Satan says that there is not a specific plan of salvation. 
Satan says that there is not a specific plan of salvation. And even though all of his other lies are important to debunk and to dispute and to recognize them for what they are, this is the saddest one when people believe this lie. Because if you believe this lie, that there's not a specific plan of salvation, it ain't good. What's going to happen? Hebrews chapter 2. We're going to read all four of these verses and then we'll close. All four of these scriptures that I have here. Hebrews chapter 2. If you don't get anything else right, you better debunk this lie of Satan's that there is not a specific plan of salvation. Hebrews 2 verse 3 says, How shall we escape? How shall we escape what? How shall we escape Satan's lies? If we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. So how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? So what's this salvation thing? Satan tells us there's not a specific plan of salvation, so what is this salvation that's talking about here? Acts 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Here this salvation thing is. Salvation from what? Salvation from eternal damnation with Satan and his lies and all that believe it. That's what we're trying to be saved from. That's the salvation. Acts chapter 2. Verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. The very first gospel message that preached the plan of salvation was right here. First time it was ever recorded, first time it was ever given. Right here. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. So he just preached how they had, why they needed salvation. And the people in the crowd said, what shall we do? Because they could see that there was a need for being saved from Satan's deception, his lie. That Jesus was not the Son of God. So they had him murdered. So they realized that, and they said, What shall we do? And in Acts 2, verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of sins and... Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Satan says that there is not a specific plan of salvation. 
God and Peter says there is. You have a decision to make. You either believe Peter and God or you believe Satan. It's that simple. God says there is. Satan says there isn't. There is a plan of salvation, a specific plan, and it was laid out right here as promised. Jesus told them it would be, and it would be preached that salvation plan would be laid out on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, and that's what happened. Last verse. Thank you all for your kind attention. The last verse is in 2 Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians 1. The reason why we read so much Scripture this morning is because that is the best way to debunk Satan's lies, is reading his, God's Word. I know that it, it can be make you sleepy, and it, it's not always exciting, but it's the only thing. That's the only cure for Satan's lies is the Word of God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 through 10. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Jesus is coming back. And all the saints with Him, the saints are those that believed the salvation plan and obeyed it. It says so right here. Those that don't believe the salvation plan and don't obey it, they're going to be punished. It says so right here. It's that simple, kids. Believe God's plan of salvation. Ask your parents about it. It's the most important thing you'll ever learn on this earth is God's perfect plan of salvation. How to defy death. I love the way Phil Robertson down in the swamp puts it. I believe that's his name, Phil Roberts, or Robertson, the, the, the guy that makes all the duck calls. He, he put it this way. Jesus Christ is the only way off of planet Earth alive. Period. And that's true. And we've just proved it by God's Word this morning. So if you believe it, obey it, no time like the present, we've got a water right here to take care of it. So I hope and pray that the things we've looked at from God's Word this morning have been helpful and beneficial. Satan wants you to fall asleep and not pay any attention to what he's doing and ignore it so that he can be victorious in his efforts of spreading all of these lies and taking as many people as he can to hell with him when Jesus comes back. Don't fall prey. Don't fall victim. Defy Satan. Serve the loving Creator God who made you fearfully and wonderfully in your mama's womb. And live forever in peace and joy with our Lord and Savior as the ages roll by. The lesson's yours. If we have one or more, please come forward as we stand and sing the song that's been selected. 
We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.